0: Okay. We got to talk. So educate us. What happened seven years ago?
1: Well, actually my deconstruction started uh, sooner than that. So I can't even pinpoint exactly when it was to be honest, because they were just small questions in my mind that kept coming back up, which is of course what we've discussed before, the that bubbling up, that inability to reconcile the thought process that we talked about last week in our overview of the subject matter. And so I can't even pinpoint it, but I know it was at least a year previous to that, that I had started asking questions. I had started uh, wondering about different things and I had become vocal in my church about what I was pondering, so to speak. I remember specific conversations in specific places with my pastor and his wife, who were my very, very good friends um, with regard to the questions that I had about some of the religious stuff in my life.
0: Okay. I want to rewind just a little bit and okay. inter- interrupt here. I have a feeling that you were kind of high up in the church scene.
1: Uh, yeah, I hate that terminology. Um, well, I mean, you I know what I'm saying? Involved. You were
0: very involved. I was very
1: involved. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, my pastor and his wife were my husband and I's very, very good friends mm-hmm. to the point where our children dated Uh, We spent holidays together. We spoke often of retirement and traveling together, growing old as friends. I mean, we were very, (laughs) very good friends. So, your people? They were my people. We were there for one another, you know, during emotional times, supported. Well, I don't know if it's good to say or not. Uh, We certainly did, supported financially on a personal level, not just the church, but on a personal level when when things were tough, we were friends. Um Mm -hmm. and everything that most people would consider and being involved with being friends, that's the kind of relationship we had. But he was also my pastor. And so I also saw him as, you know, a religious authority in my life. But he actually, and I give him credit to this day for this, he is actually uh the person that told me as a woman I should be preaching. And so he did have me preaching. I was a teacher. I was a worship leader. My husband and I were a prayer team partner in the church. Uh, I ran a discipleship program. We worked in the nursery. We cleaned the church. My husband was on the board. Just about anything that you could do in a church mm-hmm. situation, my husband and I did, or my, and our so,
0: family. So you're deeply ingrained yes. into the fiber of uh, of the functionality of the church, both from service to leadership.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. When you
0: say you started to be vocal mm-hmm. about about some of your religious questions, okay, <laughs> we I have to interrupt one more time. <laughs> I keep using religion and faith interchangeably. It's
1: fine, yeah, you're right. We we should they are different. We should differentiate. They are
0: they are different. Yes. So, really quick, I'm I'm not going to lose my question. <laughs> the difference between religion and faith. I mean, I view faith as very personal whereas I view religion more organized, like organized yeah. organizational Exactly. Uh, structure. I
1: would agree with that, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would say we're on the same page with that.
0: Okay. So, when you started to be what is what is being vocal me um i had these
1: well i had these questions in my mind things that came up you know about the way i had always believed about god and about church and my religion um Mm -hmm. those questions began to happen and i kind of pushed them away for a long time uh i ironically i had spent a lot of the years in that church also traveling with my daughter she was a a travel athlete and she was working on getting a college scholarship. And so I supported her in that. So I spent a lot of time traveling. So I would miss weekends here and there. It was when she got signed and all of that stopped. And I, it was like life kinda, I kinda got left without that avenue for an outlet that suddenly all this introspection began to happen. So the questions were probably there for a long time, but I didn't didn't recognize them because I was busy. But then, then I had, didn't have the thing to be busy with anymore. So I started listening to the questions and the questions just continued on. So I pondered them for quite a while, but then yes, I began to be vocal. In other words, what I mean is I began to ask other people, what do you think about this? Mm -hmm. Um, This question's bothering me or this thought is something that won't go away. And so that's what I mean by being vocal. I started to be vocal and of course he was my very good friend. And so he was the one that, and he was my pastor. So he was the one I was most vocal with about those questions many of which apparently challenged him at a level that he felt was very personal because I got a lot of pushback. I got a lot of, we're not going to talk about that or that's not important. So oh, okay, the, well, yeah, the hand is waving.
0: The hand is waving. So I'm, I'm a bit confused Okay. on how your, Lack of faith, or I wouldn't say lack of faith. I would say questioning faith, mm-hmm. is somehow linked to the pastor. Well, I and I can't guess like, here. Does he, does he here. think it's his preaching? Is it, it? Does he? Is he feeling like he's not doing? Because why would he take that personally unless well, he felt somehow responsible?
1: I can only guess here. Of course, I'm not going to speak to his understanding or his perspective. I can't do that. Right, I can only say that it appeared that maybe some of the questions that I had challenged him on his own belief system ah, and so okay. that it was probably very personal for him at the beginning. And I would imagine that now coming at it from a very psychological perspective, he probably didn't realize that he was having that kind of reaction. And of course, you know, we're going to talk about some stuff like cognitive dissonance and confirmation bias and these kind of things. Which is what was happening. He was operating from a place of cognitive dissonance. And of course, I didn't realize that at the time either. It's, this is all, you know, hindsight is twenty-twenty stuff. Right. After a while, though, everything that I began to learn and my thinking and my religious thought began to change came out in what I was preaching and teaching. And so then that did begin to challenge on that, if you will, and I'm using air quotes, professional level. Mm-hmm. I also had a lot of people in the church that were coming to me to ask about things. So again, I'm not going to speak to motive. I'm just going to tell from my perspective, it, it appeared that he began to have a problem with me personally because people were recognizing, I don't even, I don't even, am not even comfortable saying my position of authority. I don't like that idea, but they were recognizing that I was saying something different and they were drawn to it. I had plenty of people tell me that.
0: So so in a way, you were... Because, I mean, that's how churches split, right? I mean, that's... They can, yeah, I guess so. I yeah. mean, that that's a thing that happens. Sure. Um, but it was never a, a in my charis- mindset, ever. A charismatic, empathetic... Yes. ...level person that, that grasps to the heart of Jesus um, and somehow starts preaching... Grace. Right. That was my big uh, sin,
1: grace. <laughs> Ironically, he was the one that told me I needed to learn what grace meant.
0: Of course. Is it, typically, w- what I'm discovering within hearing a few stories recently, that the thing that the church often accuses its people of is the very thing that the church struggles to do itself.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: Uh, I, I think that's I want, very prevalent. When you started to to have these questions and you started to be more vocal, how long did this go on? And I, I know that we're still, you're still somewhat there, but within the church environment, how, how did this crescendo? So you, so you started having these opposing views and sharing them and people liked it.
1: Honestly, there was a lot more going on than just me having a few questions here and there. We were leaving a denomination at that time, um, becoming independent. So there was a lot of, pressure from that perspective. Uh, That also meant that legally we were having to set up a whole new entity, nonprofit status. There was a lot of paperwork involved with that. We had to set up a new board. We had, I mean, across, all across the board, there was a lot of different things that had to happen. So there was a lot of pressure all the way around. So me asking a few questions actually seems like a relatively minor thing in what was going on at the time. But I think it wasn't just me asking those questions and, um, and I know that because there were a lot of people that left all along the way and so from the time that I started asking questions until I was no longer welcome there was probably about a year a Year. It, it took about a year for me to really reach a crescendo I guess
0: <laughs> well it doesn't sound like you reached it Well, it sounds like they they reached it
1: well it, it was about a year to the point that there was enough discomfort, on some mm-hmm. level, whether it was mine or his or ours or the churches or whatever, that we were told we were leaving.
0: So. Well, okay. So, I first of all, I didn't know a church could do that. I mean, I know sure, that it happens
1: to people all the time. I've heard I it mean, over and mean, over uh, and over.
0: Were you excommunicated? Like, what do you mean you lost membership? Oh in no, no, the church I, was I was prayed out and blessed.
1: I was prayed out and blessed on my way.
0: Yeah, I see. I don't understand any of this. So <laughs> they. What does is, what is being kicked out of the church mean? Isn't the church for every... Like, how can you be kicked out? And what, Does it mean you can't go there anymore? I was,
1: yeah, I wasn't welcome there anymore. What? I wasn't, I wasn't welcome to go to church there anymore. And, and I'll be honest with you and say that over the years, I have really questioned whether I understood this correctly. More than once, I have questioned it over and over and over. And I've asked my family, of course, who we were all asked to leave at the same time. I've asked them, what was your understanding of this? And every one of them is like, yes, we were told we were leaving that we, that might've been a choice that we were going to make down the road, but we had not. And yet that's what we were told. And we were told in an email, we were told in an email, yeah, we're going to pray you out this weekend. And so I didn't want to do it. I was very angry and adamant that that was a bunch of bull crap and it was a show and I didn't want to be part of it.
0: You were still Involved, you were still serving and you still at wanted to serve. You uh, up were up until you were that, told you couldn't,
1: right? The weekend before we were prayed out, I was told that I didn't need to bother to show up to serve or do any of the normal stuff that I did. And my husband <laughs> at that point had already resigned from the board.
0: And this is primarily because of your disagreeing of your your deconstruction. Well, felt that I understand there were, there were other were a lot issues of other at things. play,
1: yes. Yes. Cause my husband was questioning some stuff from the board perspective, from uh, uh, the board perspective of how things were being political. transitioned. Yeah. More political stuff. Um, so okay. th- like I said, it wasn't just me. And, and re- in hindsight, mine seems to be very relatively minor, but yet it was definitely a problem. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of stuff going on. As I mentioned, there were several other board members that were, that, that chose to leave at the same time. Um, so there was a big changeover. Up until that point, and as I had said, for several years prior to that, we were aware of anybody who left. Uh, we were aware of hard feelings. We knew all of that because we were friends with the pastor, and we heard it all. Mm-hmm. And in all honesty, and something that I still feel badly about, I never actually interacted with those people to hear their side of it because that felt like gossip to me. And so it didn't occur to me, however, that I was only hearing one side of it. And that was still kind of gossipy (laughs) in reality. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've actually gone back since then and reconnected with a lot of those people and apologized and said, I'm so sorry because I, I didn't even bother to hear your side or to understand your perspective. And that was wrong. And it wasn't because I was angry at you or any of those things. I just didn't feel like I, it was my business. And so I didn't. And, and ironically, I was, I dealt with the same response. Uh, when, when we left, we were cut off. Yeah. We weren't friends anymore.